Isn't that, doesn't that clear some things up? What is God wanting Isaiah to see? I am atoning your sin. I am buying you. Okay? So that lead, what's the next step? Knowing your purpose correctly. So here's Isaiah. He's, he's having the call of God on his life. Wait a minute, David. Is this a call to a vocation, to a job? No, that's not what this is about. And I, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Here am I, send me. Okay? Isaiah knows who he belongs to. So the next slide. When you see God, see God for who he is, recognize you're undone, embrace his provision of salvation. You're redeemed, you're bought. The Lord puts his seal on you, indwells you, and you become his forever. You say, David, we know these things. Good, I'm reminding you of these things. I'm taking you through a reminder. And we have to remind ourselves of this at least every week, okay? You're already called by God. So you say, we're already called. Yes, there's already a calling on your life. That's why we shouldn't use that word only for these special ones, these special people with special jobs. David here, this is David. He's got a calling on his life. Come share with us, David. I never liked that. This is the calling on my life. This is where it started. The rest of it I figured out, and you will too. You don't need a special call from God to give him your life, do you guys? Your vocation, your family, your resources, your future. He already has a right to that. Wow, David, that's kind of heavy. Well, that's part of the deal. When you see the Lord and he redeems you, he gets it all, does he not? Let's keep going with this. Are you waiting for God to give you a special call on your life? Don't know what to do with my life. Not sure what I'm going to do. What do you do? You're looking for a vocation? You're looking for a major? You're looking for grad school? Are you waiting for God to say, I want it all? Guys, this is something we came up with. You know, I got saved, but I just didn't give it all. I got saved, but I did my own thing for a while. We have these testimonies, don't we? I did them too. I was in high school and college just like you. I'm just taking you down the normal Christian life path. This is what God meant from day one, guys. I want it all. You're waiting for, I want it all. I want you to come serve me and with your vocation, your job, your time, your resources, your family. This church gets up and says, who wants to help out? Who will serve? Yeah, I'm not really called to that. I'm not sure I can give to that. Okay, the Lord says, I, I already have it all. The question is where you serve, guys. Um, are you waiting for God to call you by saying, I want 100% out of you? Can you imagine, Isaiah, what part do you want? How much do you need? Where are we going? Isaiah said, send me. Where are we going? I don't know, but you, you're, you just, you got me. I know who you are. I've seen you in your glory. I know what's going on in heaven. This place is just a distraction. That's reality. Thanks for reminding me. I don't know how Isaiah experienced this. I saw the Lord. Did you really see the Lord? Was it a vision? Was it a dream? Right? Are we waiting? I want your faith to be full-time in everything you do. 
We like to think we can be part-time Christians for a while, and then I just want to give it all this time. Lord, here it is. I'm going to give you, I finally decided to give you. Actually, I'm taking it back for a little while, and then I'm going to give it back, right? Isn't that how we go through life? But guys, this call that he has it all is already on your life. Let's keep going. So follow my logic here if you want to know where a calling for God's mission is. We're, we're all called to God because we've been redeemed by him. Amen? Amen? God's mission on earth from the beginning of history, we've already seen that. You see how we're showing you this is the normal path? From the beginning of history, throughout, from Genesis to Revelation, has been to gather worshipers from among all peoples to his throne. That's what he's about. That's what's driving history. God's not about doing anything else. This is his plan A from the beginning of history. So we're called by God. This is what mission he's on. Therefore, I must join in his mission to the nations by finding my role. Is that it, David? Is that your message? That's kind of my message. Do you see that? I hope it's simple because this is how it happens in your life. There's not a sophisticated thing here. This is reminding you of the basic truths that we have. So do you want an answer from the Bible? We've already given to you from week one. You see that God's heart for the nations. Do you need data based on the need, the state of the world? We've explained that to you in week two. Do you need someone to challenge you personally to consider going? It's called Go Week. That's week three. Okay, you're getting it right here. I'm challenging you. David, are you asking me to go? Are you asking me to quit my job and go somewhere? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm asking, God's going to ask you to take your job with you and go somewhere. Are you asking me to get on an airplane? Not necessarily. Are you asking me to sell my house and go somewhere? Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to all of creation. And we like to go, well, what does he really mean by that? Uh, to go and do, go. So we all got to go. Yeah, we all got to go. When this service is over, we're going. Aren't we going into the world? Okay. Oh, I see, David. So we don't all have to get on an airplane and learn a foreign language and live in a country. You know, some of us are going to have to, guys. I'm sorry. Some of us are going to have to. And I'm not just talking about America. We got more missionaries going out of Nigeria, China, Korea these days. They're actually doing better than we are. It's just going to take the church, and it's going to take crossing cultures. We can't stay in our culture and get the job done. So what part do I play? Okay. First things first, see the Lord. Know who you belong to. Do only pastors and missionaries have a calling? I've already told you the answer is no. Don't ever use that word around here. Do you hear me? Why'd you go into that line of field? Well, I mean, I thought I was pretty good at science, thought I would study to be a dentist. What you gonna do with that? What's your calling in that? My calling? Whoa, that gets a little heavy. We have a calling from God. He gets it all. So what does he want me to be? Probably a global Christian dentist. It's that simple. Oh, you mean I gotta go be a dentist in Africa? I didn't say that, but he gets it. He gets your dentistry. You follow me? I'm just a teacher. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm called to be. Yes, you are. You're a teacher. He's made you to be a teacher. You're called. You get educated. You enjoy it. You're good at it. Others think you're good out of it. Hopefully you make a living doing it. But we're all global Christians. 
You're not getting out of this room till we get that one straight, okay? <laughs> Next slide. Hopefully you're going with me. Oh my goodness, who is this kid? Yeah, this is my younger brother, David. No, that's me, 19 years old. Let's get real personal. How did my journey go? Y'all ready? <laughs> I knew you'd love that. Okay, that was me, actually. So how did I get here in this journey? First, next slide. Um, first, I had a revelation of who God is. That's the first thing I had to know is see God. God couldn't have said, you know, would you help me with these needs? Do you see, David, all these poor people over here in the other world? That's not, that's not the first step, guys. You've got to see the Lord. You've got to see him in heaven. You have to see it's about worship. And he's the Lord of the universe. And he redeemed and bought me. And you know what I said to the Lord? I can remember it. All I am and have belong to you, Lord. Okay, that's the deal. That's the first step in the deal. Okay, next. Then I saw in scripture that God was a missionary God. I remember as a young man reading the Bible and I kept seeing this phrase. And God did this, and God did this with Israel. And there was this phrase, that all the world may know that I am the Lord. That all the nations may hear that I am the Lord and I am the only one. That I am the great one. You know what he was saying? That all the world would know that, that I'm the big one. I'm the main God, the God of the universe. And so I learned that he's, that what he's doing, what's driving history. He's not just interested in making America great again. Sorry, that's not his goal. Or to make China great again. There's a whole group over there trying to make China number one. Or let's make Turkey number one. I know. I've been to that country. All they want to do is make Turkey great again. It's not about making your company great again. And your job great again. And you be the teacher of the year. What's God all about? He's interested in making his name great among all peoples. So what do we do, David? Just quit all our jobs and get on it? No, 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 no. No, he has given you gifts and, and talents and degrees and jobs and communities and neighborhoods, okay? But he's about gathering all to his throne. The next thing that happened is I discovered the state of the gospel. I can remember sitting in my car and just weeping. I learned about the state of the Muslim world, and I just went, this is incredible. These huge pockets of people groups with no Bibles, no Christians, no churches. And I didn't even know what an unreached people group was. And I learned that these people are actually coming to my city. I was studying in another state and I started looking around and began to look more for people from other countries and from these places. And so I saw the disparity of the gospel and I said, Lord, I, I don't know. I don't know. Use me. Here I am. This seems to be what you're about and things aren't going well. Let's go to the next step. And then I realized I must give a personal response, right? He owns me. You remember that part? Christ had already sent us out. And sorry, guys, here's the bad news. Most of the church in history had not gone and was not going. That's the reality. Leaving a huge imbalance of the gospel around the world. I simply asked myself, should I go? Could I go? I'm just this kid from Midtown Memphis. What on earth can I do? But, you know, I thought in light of my spiritual and material blessings, I asked myself, why shouldn't I go? If not me, then who? Wait a minute, Dave, is that how you got called? You, asked the, you said, why shouldn't I go? Yeah, that's kind of how it went with me. Why shouldn't I, if not you, David? 
But David, but I didn't just get on a plane then. We're going to show you that there's steps you need to step out and start doing. Right when you leave this room, there's some tables out there where you can start taking steps to get involved in global missions right here in Memphis. You can start praying. Have y'all started to pray for the nations? That's how God sent me and my wife. I want you to know, I didn't just, oh, Lord, I give it all. Oh, and then I got online on Orbitz and bought a ticket. That's not how I got there. Okay? All right. So King David, what did he say? He learned that he was blessed to be a blessing. We're going to go, we're going to go to the next one. Isaiah himself would later write in his book, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Why did Isaiah know this? He had seen the Lord. He had seen the Lord in heaven. Next, throughout the history of God's people, we see the same heartbeat. So I just want you to show you, I was a simple guy from Midtown, okay? There are ordinary people throughout history, and we could spend the rest of the day showing you stories of just ordinary people. Their names have become famous today. They weren't. They were simple people who caught the same thing that I did. William Carey was just a shoe cobbler who became a missionary to India. You know what he said? To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations with him. He, see, he saw a direct connection, okay, to missions, to the nations, and belonging to Jesus. The same thing I told you earlier. This guy named Henry Martin, he went out to reach Muslims. You know what he said? The spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. So is that why missions is a big deal here at ICC? Is that one of our values? Do you know why it is? Because God, it's on God's heart. The spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. And the nearer we get to Christ, the more intensely missionary we become. Is your church that you grew up in missionary? Are they missionary? Not really. Then they're not close to Christ. Next, this guy named James Calvert. I love this story. He was a missionary to the cannibals of Fiji. He was getting off the boat. They were dropping him off at the island. And the captain said, you will lose your life and the lives of those with you if you go among these savages. And he turned around and said, we died before we came here. And the captain's like, what are you talking about? I just told you I belong to someone else. I've already given my life to him. My name's written in the book of life in heaven. Yeah, but you guys might die today and live forever with Jesus. This guy, he said, I got it. We're good. And he jumped in the boat. Hudson Taylor, what did he say? The Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It's a command to be obeyed. And that's back to that same thing of, well, these guys are called. Isn't that really neat? Man, David, you guys are our heroes. Goodness gracious. Y'all been over there for so how long? I don't like that. Jesus doesn't like that. Guys, I was an English teacher at the University of Memphis. I moved overseas to teach English in another country amongst unreached peoples. Oh, but wait a minute, David, you were a missionary. I know you were. Yes, okay, you want to give me that title. But I'm telling you, the calling on my life started at the throne of Christ. It did not start with getting new data, okay? Okay, 
C.T. Studd, that's my favorite name in case I ever change it, missionary to China. If Jesus Christ be God and died for me, remember that? He bought and sold me. There's no sacrifice too great for me to make for him. You know, a guy getting in the boat, what are you doing, man? You might die out there. He gave his life for me. End of story. Do you see the same theme? This guy, John Falconer, uh, he went out to reach Muslims and he says, I have but one candle of life to burn and I would rather burn it out in a land filled with darkness than in a land flooded with light. Wow, that's one of my favorite. I just got one little light, Lord. I don't know what I can do. Can I, can I see a people movement? I have no idea. So what, what dark place will you take your one candle of life to burn? Oh my goodness, Dave's going to ask us to stand up and get a ticket. No, I'm not. There are dark places all over the place, okay? But here, if I could do something today, and we're going to have a little fun real quick. I know I'm running out of time. You've seen the ICC bus outside, okay? What you don't know is there's an ICC helicopter as well. And if we could all get in this ICC helicopter right now, if I could load you up and fly you out to some disaster zones, okay, like a flood, okay, just an overwhelming disaster site, or maybe another one like there's been an airplane crash, or maybe another one like a tornado is hit or a hurricane is hit. I've been to an earthquake zone, and I looked at everybody in the helicopter, and I said, okay, everyone out of the helicopter. Do you think some of you are going to go, I can't carry a whole lot. I'm not a real mechanic. I'm not sure I can do a whole lot. I don't know what part I can play. You guys are doing awesome out there. Are you going to scream that out the window? Get off the helicopter. Why? Have you looked out the window? Have you seen the state of things? There's something for you to do. I promise you, you get off the helicopter right now. And you grab a blanket. You sit with that woman and you pray with her. I, I'm not a doctor. I know y'all need doctors. You need guys that can climb on a roof with saws. Get off the helicopter. Okay? You follow me? We say things like all hands on deck. What, what, what does the Navy mean by that? What's going on? We're in a battle. We need everyone's help. There's a something for all of us to do, okay? So, are you called to global missions? Yes. yes, thank you. You've learned your lesson today. What part do you play? Well, you might go, and I've already told you, we'd love for you to take your vocation with you, take your job with you. Short-term, long-term, give. Some of you say, man, I think I can make a ton of money. Okay, fuel the mission, Guys, there are businessmen that have stayed here and they have made millions of dollars in field the mission. And yet some people say, well, I thought you were going to be a missionary. What? Thank God he did what he did or she did what she did. Prayer. You guys can change the world right here, right in your living room. You can care for the global partners. Go visit them. I did. I visited some of them just in Christmas time. It was awesome to encourage them. Go visit them. And you can wel welcome the nations that are coming here. Guys, the Lord says, if you can't get over there, trust me, I'll bring them to you. I'm bringing the nations to you. So I just, I want you to get out of your stereotypes. That's what I'm trying to break here. 
Some people are called to be a missionary, and that's what David's looking for. Two or three, stand up. Thank you. I'll come talk to you afterwards. The rest of you go home. That is not the deal. All hands on deck, everybody out of the helicopter, okay? And our goal right here is to see all members discover your particular gifting. That's right. You say, David, I don't know my part. I don't even know what I'm good at. I don't even know if I'm an evangelist. I'm sort of scared of some of these different peoples. Okay, come talk to us. That's what we're here for. Get trained. Guys, if you're going to take the gospel across cultures, we want you to have a little training. We want you to learn some things. I didn't just go out Say, so it can't be that hard. I've got the gospel in my back pocket. No, guys, there, it is challenging to cross these cultural barriers. We want you to be trained, and we want everyone to become mobilized to make their unique contributions. So what are the six ways? I've touched on them already. We call it strategic giving, informed prayer, focused care for our partners, short-term, engaging internationals, and then prepare to go by joining what we call the Global Missions Cohort. So what's our core truth? And I'll end right here. We want everybody to be a global Christian. Are you a global Christian? What is a Christian? You belong to Christ. You know who you belong to. You don't get to sit on the bus. You don't get to stay on the helicopter. You don't get to look out the window or shut the window. A lot of us just close the curtain and hope we don't don't know what's going on out there. I showed up in an earthquake zone. And I was overwhelmed. I just didn't know what. Guys, I'm not that good. It's okay. Listen, come over here. Can can you just can you just move that stuff over there? Yes, I can do that. I can do that. But a lot of us sit there and think, I I don't have. You know, I'm not a medical, or maybe I'm not really strong, or I'm not an evangelist. I don't even know if I'm good at languages. That's not the point. The Lord says, get off the bus, and we'll find a place for you. But the first step is for you to get off the helicopter and quit sitting inside saying, really appreciate those of you that have left the helicopter. I just don't think I can do that. But you've got to recognize that God has a heart for all peoples. You've got to, right? What do we usually say during Go Month? We don't get to be a redneck, okay? We don't get to, need, get to be racists. We don't get to put down other cultures, other colors. That's not the spirit of Christ. I love seeing all the different peoples in here from different ethnic backgrounds and languages. You know why? Because that looks more like heaven, you know? Some people just want one color, one you know, what's all these weird languages? What's all this different food? Man, the first day of heaven's going to be awesome. It's probably going to smell like garlic and curry. And we're not even going to know the instruments. They're going to be so much interesting music. And we're like, what is going on? And we're all going to be worshiping the Lord from all these different peoples. It's going to be awesome. That's what he's about. But have you seen the disparity of the gospel? Things are out of balance. We've got to make an effort or else it's not going to get done. We can't just status quo, okay? And then we commit to discovering your particular contribution. So you're going to uh, walk out of here, and there's going to be some things on the wall, and there's some tables. What are you going to sign me up for? Go get information. 
Don't be afraid, but find your part. I want to pray for us before we go. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for helping me get through this. Thank you, Lord, for your word that just makes it so clear. It's so simple. Thank you for the vision you gave to Isaiah. I think if we could interview Isaiah today, he would say, I saw the Lord, and that changed everything. I saw him for who he was in heaven. I saw what was going on in heaven, and and suddenly I knew the rest of my life. However, I would get there, using whatever means to get there. My, my gifts, my talents, my vocation. Lord, would you remind us once again of who we belong to and show us your mission and show us our place. Thank you for this morning. In Christ's name, amen. listening today, feel free to email us with your questions to david at esionline.org. It's always encouraging to hear from our listeners how God is using this podcast. Our ministry is called Equipping Servants International, which exists to equip churches, organizations, and individuals to reach the nations both at home and abroad. Our desire is to see people better equipped when they leave, be able to thrive and be effective on the field, and transition back home well. Our book is called Mission Smart, 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before Launching Overseas, and it's available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to get more episodes as they're published.